0: A lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil, an evil, not our real names. Not our (laughs) real names. Nailed it.
1: Oh, you want me to do my bit? Okay, here we go. go. Who Who are those guys? Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You're gonna love it. It's just a little independent. Never oh, never much that man. is true. None documented.
0: <laughs> oh man. That sounds that, that, hot. That yeah. That was an
1: opener. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, well, who an said opener? That? Her, oh
1: hey. An opener.
0: Can opener. It sounds like we're hot here. We hot?
1: The uh, polygraph is registering. It is.
0: All this beautiful, wonderful technology. Here at Newland Media. New. It's fantastic. What? Ding. <laughs> New Planet ch- Media. Don't change your voice on me. It'll freak me out. Yeah. No more impressions. Wait, we, what is this? That this was is an early hashtag for us.
1: Oh, it deadened it.
0: Yeah. A full beer. Oh, there you go.
1: But you can't hear it. Wait, Who would have thought
0: there. a full beer wouldn't have had any particular resonance over the microphone you can't hold yet. it. It deadens the... Well, welcome everybody, <laughs> film fans, independent film fans to a little independent podcast where Two friends talk about independent, obscure, just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. Oh, Miss Turner. Did you, did you miss me, Ryan? Always. Always. Uh, have you seen my new movie, Body Heat? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I pulled up in my brand new 1972 Buick. It's outside. Yeah, because the movie that we're
1: doing tonight, when I, you know, customers also viewed, right
0: down underneath oh, there was interesting. Body Heat. This is fun that's um I like that <laughs> the the aspect of um, that that kind of discovering a new way to discover things yeah you know, Spotify does it uh, Pandora does it in a way like artists you might like yeah and I think I feel like Amazon started that back in the day with customers who bought this also bought this yeah. or reviewed I think Amazon. Started everything, <laughs> yeah. Probably, <laughs> the, I we're think we're they being start, real about it. Adam and Eve, yeah, <laughs> saying thank you, Overlord Bezos, yeah. And then Amazon,
1: Adam and Eve invented Amazon and then it
0: took over. Well, that it wow, who said we couldn't get deep on this podcast? Yeah, AI, deep, that's a movie that we'd never do, and and good because I wouldn't want to watch that again.
1: No, because he sees dead people.
0: Yes, he does. Is he also sees a very heavily made up Jude Law. That makes me feel very funny.
1: <laughs>
0: uh oh. You got gonna a man be one crush going nights. on with Jude Law or, or, or oh, repulsion? No, no, no. I, just, I, I think that his the synthetic makeup in that movie on him is just so. I don't know. It's It rides the line between yeah. being attractive or just horribly repulsive. Well, just the
1: title is like too far ahead of its time. Yeah.
0: Like it was. Never you you
1: know now it'd be like oh another AI right, movie but right. back then never even heard is of is that one if AI I
0: watch again it would have grown on me do you think I don't have know. have you seen it recently I, No
1: oh. I only saw it way back when it came out
0: well not uh I guess not an independent not remotely near AI artificial artificial intelligence <laughs> is the film that we're doing today This is the real thing baby It's thirty five sure millimeter raw. <laughs> Maybe and sixteen. I I'm gonna admit at the top here that uh I know I, I think I know Todd pretty well and I knew what I was doing when I suggested this film that I love from my youth and has ties to so many movies that I love. <laughs> and I'm guessing you've looked into some of this yeah, because I hope so. The grin on your face is just ten grand. So well,
1: eighty yeah, And eighty two is like fast times at
0: Ridgemont high it's right in the middle of it all that's a really i I didn't look too much into that but yeah so we're doing the film eating raul from the year 1982 and this is a kind of indie darling if if you if you look at you know lists of best you know 80s or decade wise indie films this one will pop up occasionally and it's pretty well reviewed in general but it's out there and i I was really curious to see what your reaction to this would be. I I love that term you just used. That has to be a hashtag.
1: What? Indie Darling. Indie Darling? Yeah.
0: Oh, really? That's why I, it, I, I, there's no way I coined it. I must have stolen you it just, from somebody. You
1: just said it. I don't even know if you yeah. realize you said it. And the Heard spelling it here first.
0: of, of Raul, did that trip you up? The slightly non traditional spelling and the title? No, I didn't. R A O U L Didn't even think about it. Uh, not the Julia variety. All right, well The description of our film is a relatively boring Los Angeles couple discovers a bizarre, if not murderous way to get funding for opening a restaurant. What do you think about that? Oh yeah. That's accurate. (coughs) Yep. You think? Okay.
1: And you know, you can tell they're screenwriters, you know, that did it because they, they laid it all out and set it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I like the idea, you know, the description starts with a relatively boring Los Angeles couple, which I, I would say, it is true all the way down to the way that they're named, but just because I have such affinity for the movie, I tried to kind of restart and watch it again, and I still think they're uniquely interesting in a weird way. Yeah. It it's funny. Starting with their apartment. It but is it is bizarre, uh yeah. billed as a comedy uh crime, comedy crime per IMDB. Did you say that's yeah. To your Yep. With a capital
1: interest? C on the comedy and Yeah. I mean there's a lot of crime, of course, but Absolutely. It's it's a comedy. You know, yeah. That's what I look at it as.
0: And at this point, this is, I think, you know, we're in the high 20s as far as episodes right now. But <coughs> if anybody is cataloging what our most frequent genre is at this point, maybe it's too early, but it would be interesting to know because I feel like comedy may be the least or, or at least kind of lower so uh, far, but maybe not. I think there's a lot of comedies. Yeah, there is. Isn't there? Wow. Look at this. I mean, it's, it, I guess a lot of it is... Well, this is episode 28. Like, do you categorize zombie as a comedy? So, uh, Absolutely, for, I do. For time to tell. But this film stars uh, Paul Bartell as Paul Bland. Had you ever seen him in anything? Did he look familiar? Yeah,
1: he looked very familiar. And then, you know, when you start digging, you're like, oh, he did that? Oh, he was in, you know, But he looked stuff. familiar to you? Absolutely, yeah. So his The uh, B-movie. He is... <laughs>
0: Uh, IMDB, his best known, uh, four best known films, uh, scenes from the class struggle in Beverly Hills, eating Raul escape from LA where he played uh, a congressman and the usual suspects where he played a smuggler. So his best known top four are pretty good. And he has had some, you know, dances with some commercial success. There. Yeah.
1: I wrote down a couple uh, so I wrote down escape from LA because you know, you're snake Pliskin Fantasy. Call me Snake. And uh, so that's a sequel, right? It Cattishack is. Caddyshack 2, clearly a sequel. Uh-huh. European Vacation. Correct. That's a sequel, right? Isn't that the second one? Or is that it the, is the second. Okay. And then the ever popular 1978 Piranha. Oh, yeah. And I screwed, I had to look up. I'm like, Absolutely. is that the one Cameron did? And then I looked no, it up that's and two. Cameron did two. Joe three. Dante See, I knew you. <laughs> directed Piranha. I love that
0: movie. <laughs> I've watched it recently. I've watched Piranha, directed by Joe Dante recently. Yeah. Um, he's also in. The 78,
1: the the, yeah, oh, the yeah. one he's in? Yeah.
0: I, I love that movie. I think it's so fun. Wow. It's so corny in the best ways.
1: No, but I mean, how did you. See, you find movies differently than I do. And this is great for people to hear because, you know, it's another it's another way to find independent film right that's the whole that's true just well of our, i you know having you watched, have it on
0: dvd right i do having watched um the the documentary um electric boogaloo the story of canon films there's a big tie to roger corman films and roger corman has a lot to do you know paul bartell Mira Warnov in this film, got, they got their starts. Um, Paul Bartel specifically with yeah. Roger Corman
1: with Death Race Two Thousand. Death Race Two Thousand exactly.
0: Yeah. So I I love that that era and the kind of interconnectivity of uh, of all that stuff. Yeah. And those movies are just great. and up from humble beginnings, right? James Cameron directed Piranha Two. Like everybody got to start somewhere. Um, well, there's
1: there's a couple of interviews on YouTube. I don't know if you saw those or mm-hmm. not, but they uh, probably. So, Death Race 2000. Roger Corman hated because it wasn't supposed to be a comedy, and yeah, and he he um, Paul Partel, knowing knowing our girl Mary in the movie here, calls her in New York and tells her to fly out to L.A. He thinks he can get her in this movie that he's directing, mm-hmm. and uh, he said he told her he says wear tight pants. He's he'll love your legs. You'll be in. And she shows up on set, are these pants tight enough? Yeah, you look great. And then while they're filming, somebody laughed at the scene that was being filmed, and Corman stormed off the set. Yeah, he set, doesn't like that. And she never met him, or she <laughs> never even, you know, she got put in the movie because- of, got the part. Because he was direct. Yeah. Paul was directing, but he didn't want anything to do with it being a comedy. He wanted it to be bloody and real and well, death. Oh yeah.
0: And, Anytime you put, you know, Sylvester Stallone and David Carradine together- Pure comedy gold. (laughs) So I get it on paper. It's not supposed to be. And then Um,
1: Stallone ends up being known for comedy later on. Stop
0: Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot, Oscar, classic Stallone comedies. Tango and Cash. Uh, Paul (laughs) Bartell. Also, he was in Rock and Roll High School. uh, And another uh, sequel, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. So Mm. he really has been in. He's the king of sequels. Quite a few sequels. He also has the distinction of being in the Jerky Boys movie. Remember the Jerky Boys were a thing. There was a movie. Oh God, yeah. Oh, us not even that's dwell on really.
1: That. So I've got ninety-one credits as an actor. Yeah. for Paul.
0: That's, and that's uh, that's a that's incredible. He passed away in nineteen ninety-one. His last film he was credited for was called Dinner yep. and a Movie. Let's uh, a little two, movie. The
1: year, the year two thousand,
0: he passed away. Oh, Oh, two thousand. Sorry, you were just. Repeat his last the credit was out, eighty three. I'm sorry. Um, second build, Mary Warnoff, of whom I just adore. I adore her in a special ladies' way. Uh, she plays Mary Bland, uh, <laughs> in a, also in Death w- Race two thousand.
1: A special ladies' way. Help me with that. What does that mean, Ryan?
0: Um, they're just ladies of the eighties. Just like <sighs> they, they're just special in their uniqueness and their hair. Phoebe Cates. And oh. Gosh, she is, I think, the empress of the ladies of the 80s, I, I would say. Yeah, if and, we're and, looking and at and it that way And she retired
1: terms. on a high note and, yeah. you know.
0: Just misses Kevin Klein moved, ever since. Moved to France and became a mom, yeah. right? If I'm not mistaken. And, and a great mom, I'm sure. Thank you, Phoebe, for what you've done and all you've sacrificed. <laughs> since we're
1: talking about 82, which I don't know that there's a more famous scene in 1982. We might as well just throw it out there. True. Or, or a song that when played, you do not. Picture that image of no, uh, nothing Phoebe more coming out of the pool. Nothing more
0: famous than the Ed Beagley Jr. rape scene in this movie.
1: Oh, wait. No. What did you say? F- Phoebe stole the, oh. the the most famous scene in 82 would be oh, Phoebe coming out of the pool.
0: The Ed Beagley Jr. attempted rape scene from this movie is not the most iconic scene from 82? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. It, it, it is for you? Agree to agree. You're right. The, uh, <laughs> the, the most iconic <laughs> scene. Just. Ca- Many of us grew up to that scene, actually. Uh, Mary uh, Warnoff, and I, I think it's really funny that Paul Bartel and Mary Warnoff, they just are Paul and Mary. I thought maybe there were some uh, you know, biblical significance or something, but I just well, think they
1: use their own names. I do have a question. Did you pick this because last episode— The two leads, no, two of the leads were were Paul and Mary. No, no, not intentionally, but it did. As I was watching it, I was (laughs) was
0: too. I was like, "Oh shit, Paul and Mary!" Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, Ryan, you tricky bastard. I know,
0: and I wish I was that (laughs) clever. I'm not. Uh, She was also her first credit, which is interesting, is as Jean Harlow in a 1966 movie called The Beard. And she spent uh, a lot of her early uh, film career uh, under the tutelage and direction of Andy Warhol. So that film was directed by Andy Warhol. Uh, she's also in a 1967 Andy Warhol movie called Four Asterisks. And uh, that's not what it's called, F-O-U-R. Ast- it's literally four <laughs> asterisks. Symbols. The symbol. Um, Formerly known as. And that's the movie. Looks interesting. She's in a movie called Silent Night, Blood Night. So yeah. maybe, no, I don't think it predated Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, and that was in 1972. Part three is in production now. So Mary is still working. She was in TV. Uh, murder. She wrote. St. elsewhere. She was in a suicidal tendencies music video. For goodness sakes. So she's really kind of my perfect '80s actress. Um, she was in a 2003 prison mo- or called 2000- 2003 prison movie called go Gogo. Oh, and I
1: wrote that one down. Just beca- did damn. you note her character name? That's why I wrote it down. You're a I, pervert, then. I I, I, didn't I had I was gonna I didn't think you would know this, and I was gonna try and trick you with it. Because when I scanned through her 124 actress credits, this title- No, just we're just jumped... trying to outdo each other. This tra- right. That's what it is. <laughs> is, it, is this a pissing The contest? entirety of the podcast <laughs> is going to be us. I got to drink some more water.
0: <laughs> Information dumping all over each other's warm chests. <laughs> who, who, yeah. Oh. oh.
1: oh. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. So, her her character name in prison I of Go-Go. I can't wait
0: for you to say this.
1: Diane- she bitch, slut face. <laughs> and mind you, in 2003, she would have been 59 or 60 years old, depending on where her birthday fell. And Really? Six, yeah. So to her credit- I didn't in think those, about
0: her age at the time. That's even yeah, better.
1: So to her credit, in those legs that go forever, Prison Gogo, an independent film, Diane, she bitch, slut face. Yeah. There you go. So- one of us has to watch this and report on it.
0: Truth to, to say, I haven't yet. Oh, see. No, I uh, Ryan, I have a question Not for you. Not just yet. Have you kidding.
1: seen Diane She Bitch <laughs> Slutface perform in Prison Go-Go? Please it let us know. It is have you, going have to
0: be the next name of my Journey cover band. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Shebitch Bitch <laughs> Slutface. It's even hard to say... You know, unaffected, let alone drunk. Can you imagine that'd be the best? Oh, but that's man. gonna be my journey Wait, cover That's band. gonna take me a minute. That was gold. That's a well, that's a that was beautiful. That's a Ryan. B deep B side of, on on a, an early journey record. <laughs> but, don't oh, know. it's a
1: song or, or a band? That's the, the no, cover it's band. It's not. Third the, build,
0: another person actor who's very near and dear to my eighties horror movie Heart is Robert Beltran as the uh, very important and, uh, aptly <laughs> named Raul. Um, had you seen him in anything before? You know,
1: he looks so familiar, but when I went down his list, nothing was really popping up. He just reminded me a lot of, uh, oh, what's his name in Caddyshack? You know, the, uh, the Italian guy. And he says, oh, oh this is for... Nunzio? Denunzio.
0: Nunzio. Yeah, Den- yeah. Is it he, Denunzio? Have I been so. wrong this whole time? Yeah. Denunzio. Nunzio? So interesting. Well he he is somebody who um the connection he and Mary Warnov are in the movie Night of the Comet. And that is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite eighties horror movies of all time. All right. Help me now. I think I is that the one where that's the, the 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 this comet passes and everybody turns to red dust and these two girls, these valley girls are left to oh, their own. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen that. He's in that. Yes, he is. He is the main. He's the main guy. He is, um, and I forget his character name, but um, yeah, he yeah. And Mary's in it too. Yes. Okay. Mira Warnow is in it as well. Um, As is another actress who. um, These two characters reprise their roles in another film, which we'll get to.
1: Oh.
0: But uh, Robert Beltran again plays Raúl. Um, he was uh, in a movie called Shadow Hunter with Scott Glenn, uh, which has to do with a murder on a Navajo reservation. And th- that actor is actually Mexican and Native American. Um, so, oh. uh, you know, it's really k- kind of cool to see because we've been talking about uh, Native American uh, cinema here and having uh, um, the author of. Um oh, my gosh. Well, the last
1: thing you want is Hannibal Lecter swimming around inside your head. <laughs> that
0: is true. The Fire <laughs> little... Daughter. I just had a stroke <laughs> on air. Thank you for you gotta... bailing me out of that <laughs> yeah. one. A Far... little, author little Fire Scott Giever's Glenn Daughter. quote for you. On a related podcast. I'm just going to go to bed right now. Um, and he had a long run on the TV show Star Trek Voyager, 2000, or 95 to 2000, 2001. And he shares a connection with another movie that we did on this podcast. He is in the 2009 movie Repo Chick, which is the sequel to Repo Man, which is pretty cool. Wow. And Night of the Comet is is near and dear to me because Catherine Mary Stewart is one of my top, top, top lady of the 80s. Uh, And Kelly Maroney uh, is also in uh, Night of the Comet. Now, these two characters, Paul and Mary Bland, reprise their roles in the beginning of the movie Chopping Mall. So if you can
1: see your, if Ryan's smile right now, cameras, (laughs) cameras are coming folks. You you will be seeing us in the near future. Uh, we, cameras have been purchased by, uh, new Leonard media and yeah, Yeah, we are are going to graduate to YouTube as well. But,
0: um, yeah, so they, they reprise their role in, uh, their roles in the beginning of Chopping Mall. So if we have any horror fans, um, (laughs) still as a reminder, at least one. Yeah. Um, yeah. They'll know the kind of fun little connection that this has, and I uh, listed fourth uh, build uh, Susan Sager or Sager. I actually don't know how to pronounce her last name. Who plays Doris the Dominatrix uh, <laughs> and Nurse Sally Cummings? She steals the show. She steals <laughs> you, this movie, in you, my opinion. You said that so kind of
1: prior to prior conversation that we had before the podcast. You said that so clinically. Oh, Doris the Dominatrix, like you 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 spoke it like an English teacher. Yeah.
0: Uh, again, this, I, I <laughs> if I didn't say before, this is going to be our dirtiest podcast thus far is it? <laughs> because I am leaning into this movie. My clip is dirty. Everything's just filthy, 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 dirty. And it's dirty in an eighties way, but there's, you know, some other things that I think don't really hold up. Um, and I am curious to your take, but, uh, Susan plays Doris, the dominatrix and nurse Sally Cummings. Um, this is her first acting credit. She's only got 11. Um, I think she does or support stand-up comedy Uh, She was also in the aforementioned movie Scenes from the Class Struggle in Beverly Hills, uh, which uh, Robert Beltran, I believe, was also in. Um, She uh, wrote a 2018 film, Laughing in the Face of Hate, which is a documentary about a stand-up show after a tragedy in North Carolina. And the film was written and directed by Paul Bartel, uh, who stars in the film. Uh, He's written a few things, some shorts, Cannonball is a film that he did in 1976, and then he directed uh, Death Race 2000, as we talked about. So uh, he likes those racing action. <laughs> I mean, he's done some bigger movies, like you know, Death Race 2000 has a lot of action in it. It's not, you know, yeah, it's not nothing. Well, I,
1: I gave Doris there, is it Susan?
0: Yeah, okay, Susan. Sager. I gave her a little
1: Meg Ryan credit. Meg Ryan credit. I gave her a Meg Ryan credit. I had to fast forward, fast forward. I had to flip through my note pages. See, I'm still I I, I, so I handwrite my notes. Baby. I'm sure I've mentioned this before in in notebooks. Ryan has printed beautiful pages, bold print I'm with a our 21st logo century digital boy. On, with our logo on them. I got handwritten scribble. All right, so <laughs> Doris, blind woman, immigration officer. Nurse Sally Cummings, interesting name. Doris plays herself when she's at home as the mom. Meg Ryan, Joe versus a volcano. Oh, yeah. Doris did
0: four characters. Yeah, at least. Meg Ryan did three. We'll we'll get into that. that, that, (laughs) She steals the show. She's always (laughs) had my heart for a long time. Uh, It was also uh, written by uh, Richard Blackburn, uh, who wrote... Uh, he wrote and directed a 1973 horror film called Lamora, uh, a child's tale of the supernatural, <laughs> which looks kind of interesting in a weird seventies way. One episodes, uh, one episode of tales, uh, from the dark side. And he also played James in the movie. <laughs> so James. that's the writer, James, the real estate agent. Oh yes. Yes. That was the writer. That is correct. They Very have, cool. Uh, yeah. The tagline. I have a
1: thing for writers. I like writers. Yes, you not, do. Not
0: that didn't come out right. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to have a thing for writers. I mean, that's not yeah weird or predatory like any I, of the, uh, like deep, most men in this film. A deep, res- <laughs> all men so, except yeah, for Paul. And that's
1: that's <laughs> Paul's the only one. It's very
0: interesting. But uh, tagline. So a couple. Um, let me run these by you. Okay, Mr. Todd. Tag it. This is the uh, two of these are on the Australian theatrical release. An outrageous comedy of sex and murder. Yes. An outrageous comedy of sex and murder. Yes. Okay. okay, you like that? Yeah. Let's put another ship on the bobby. Here's another one. Meet the blands. They're square, they're in love, and they kill people. Nope. No.
1: I mean they do, but now does I that like the, not I like remind first... you of something?
0: I thought this was a movie like a you really sitcom. liked. So infamously, and I may get this wrong, but the the tagline for Bonnie and Clyde: "They're young, they're in love, and they kill people." The Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway, the '68. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think that was a play on that. On, on that. If I'm mistaken, yeah. please. I am email like us completely enthralled
1: with Highway I don't know why.
0: And I- <laughs> the actual, I believe the that's on the U.S. release. It's on the cover. Is a tasty comedy of bad manners.
1: A tasty,
0: yeah. comedy
1: of bad manners. Now, that's 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 not bad.
0: Is th- now I'm going to ask right away: Was the title misleading to you at all? Were you not? No, I mean I had seen this. Did you want more decades, decades ago? So okay. like
1: I texted you. All I could remember, I'm like, yeah. What did I you think say? A, you texted it, me, it's like, a cannibal, it's a cannibal
0: movie, '80s cannibal you know, sex movie, or something. B
1: movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. That's pretty accurate, actually. A, cannibal sex uh, movie. Yeah,
0: swingers, huh? Like we're gonna get tough on swingers here on this on a little independent <laughs> everybody a budget uh it was uh and by the writer director's own admission on a video that or a documentary i watched uh, half a million dollars yep uh was um, raised independently proceeds from his previous film cannonball then proceeds from the recent sale of his mom and dad's house and dividends from stocks from his mom yeah all to fund this film that nobody in Hollywood wanted to touch. Um, so when we talk about true independence, this one has, yeah, kind of. This really one was all mom to top to bottom Yeah, financed by mom. No, uh worldwide or no uh, return or box office information that I found. Did you find anything? Mm-mm. And Not a thing. <laughs> one hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, it, maybe even less. I think it's like one twenty three. Yeah, and that maybe with. Uh, with credits, uh, it was nominated for Best Low Budget Film and Best Actress no- Nomination for Mary Warnov at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in 1983, and it was picked by Entertainment Weekly Magazine as one of 50 Greatest Independent Films in a special supplement devoted to independent films that was only distributed to subscribers in November of 1997.
1: Wow. I read somewhere in New York Film Festival, like there's- That's
0: a stretch of an accolade, my friends. <laughs> let's let hang there for a moment entertainment weekly if you give a rat's ass about that (laughs) but what i love about this movie and and again it's pretty you know even for the time is it's you know it's an 80s sex movie right you know you think about porkies yeah but in this film the one thing that really stood out to me were that the men were fucking awful and (laughs) and that's par for the course right you're used to that and But if you look back in general, 80s men were fucking awful. <laughs> they were the worst representations of us in general a lot of times. Thank you very much, Ryan. I, I was thinking about being a man in I the 80s. I was in high but, school. and <laughs> But I mean, you know what I mean? And it felt like this was, you know, I made a little joke about the Ed Bakley scene, but uh-huh. I did not enjoy that at all. I mean, not like anybody would enjoy it, but it rubbed me the wrong way all the way. So I'm not making this any better. But it was just hard to watch. It really, really was. And even in the spirit of the movie.
1: It, well, you know, he had to do something to to eventually, you know, it's the scene where her yeah, top comes off, right? Maybe, something maybe something had just, to happen to make that.
0: It, it just, it it didn't ruin the movie for me because it's a satire and the men are supposed to be leeches. And I think Mary must have some kind of supernatural power that makes men go crazy for her. Did you see her I legs? I have a theory. Did you see her legs? Fine. But I have a theory about that. But the movie starts with uh, a jaunty opening narration. What do you think about that? I, yeah. I, do you like that in movies?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it sets it up as a comedy.
0: You know, this, the way the, like way the, the narrator
1: was, you know, being all proper and, you know. Yeah. And, you know, so you're like, all right, this is going to be funny.
0: It, he's like, I, I caught the term sex hunger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're teeing up. Um, yeah. Some they're teeing up yeah the, the, this is los angeles the way it's, hollywood is in, yeah. in
1: 1982 so sort of speak is what they're and saying do you
0: think they're trying to use that to directly show how bland the blands are you know it's because it's this you know cd hollywood and, and and hookers at the time by the way looked here like just gross
1: well the two that they showed standing on I don't the know street there.
0: there's they didn't i don't know the, how prostitution thrived or the, even survived the dress, in the 80s yeah
1: the what they were wearing was not uh attractive
0: but <laughs> this opening narration ended on something that just reminded me of another one of our movies and, oh. and, and probably to this date the biggest controversy in Ali history oh. something at the end of this little little montage and narration was so what
1: popped into my head was when i was interrogated with pictorial Sucker being dipped in coffee. Oh <laughs> that's not coffee. That's that's ketchup, Ryan. Holy <laughs> shit. Am
0: I right? Come here so I can tweak All your right. nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe we shouldn't have cameras because that, 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 that was an unmasculine fist That was one. simultaneous anyway, too. Um so you've, you've practiced that. The end uh, uh scene <laughs> of that it's like my greatest nightmare is that it, it was a pristine a sucker and ketchup white um, you know that that uh, tasty freeze ice cream. You know that fake stuff that just looks pristine in a glass. And from then what s- movie? Well, no, I'm saying in this movie, this is what no. You're but seeing. what movie does the cones
1: and the ice cream? We discussed how cheap it was.
0: Oh, Happy Texas. Yeah. Nope. Or Paris Texas. Nope. No cones and ice cream. Scotland, PA, Scotland PA baby. PA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need a PA. S- same kind of
1: same kind of ice cream cone. So our movies tend to they're not our movies. The movies if, if that you think we enough, the yeah. movies
0: that we celebrate. They um it, again it, it's fascinating to me they they frame the shot this beautiful ice cream, you know, flawless. Yeah. And then somebody dumps just a heaping glob oh, of ketchup on top.
1: That's what made you think of the ketchup is what made no, you think of No, I was
0: thinking of most beautiful
1: island. And yeah, ketchup no, date. that's what I'm saying. That's what made you think the most beautiful oh, yeah. island was the ketchup coming down in the
0: cone. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I thought that's again my greatest nightmare is is just the thought of eating that, you know, ketchup on ice cream. And then this, maybe that's why. Maybe that this movie did it to me, but it it, it it had this just visceral, and it pulled me right back into ketchup in the coffee or so the sucker. in the you're, you're chained coffee. to a f-
1: you're chained to the floor in a meth lab. Trailer in the middle of the woods in Kentucky, uh-huh. haven't eaten for three weeks. You're about to die, and here comes this ice cream cone dumped with ketchup. You got to eat it. Yeah, I, I,
0: I, scoff it would eat his ass if he wanted me to. <laughs> I mean, at that point, it's you know. And I, there it is. I'm good. We are uh, officially good. the dirtiest. It's not that episode. It's not right there. Tossing to stretch, but. <laughs> <laughs> and so that opening narration really seems to set the stage and i you know a lot of people talk about new york in the 80s and i think la has that equally seedy you know it may have been glitzier but it still just, just feels gross i don't yeah. know why yeah yeah and they moved to our first character introduction of paul and he seems to work in a like a convenience store or a liquor store right yeah, like a party store. Or, yeah. yeah. That would not sell $400 bottles
1: of wine. Exactly. It's
0: selling Boone's Farm and he's there, you know, engaged with a a haggling with a customer about his wine choice, and that's what makes this kind of funny to me is
1: Yeah. Well, he's talking her out of the shit wine and selling yeah. her something better. He that- says
0: Mountain Brook wine is undrinkable. Yeah. And <laughs> and he's, you know, haggling with them and they finally settle on a nice Beaujolais. And I love the total. It's $3.50 yeah. right out the door. you <laughs> know. You're come. like,
1: don't buy that. But then you realize, oh, that was probably, 40 years uh, ago. You know, so what would it be now? It a, you know, $35. You know, $13, yeah.
0: 14 to $35 bottle yeah. of wine, either way. And so it, I like the absurdity of the fact that he has these standards, but he works at this convenience store. And and he probably does this shit everywhere he goes. And, yeah. and he he turns around and he's getting his, his ass chewed out because he... Ordered a case of Chateau Lafitte Rothschild, <laughs> yeah, four hundred dollars a bottle. And, and the guy's like, "We don't have the clientele for this." Yeah. And that's the moment where I believe, I, again, I like absurdist comedy. Is there's a holdup in the store? Right? The yeah. guy's like, "Give me all your money."
1: Yeah. Immediately following, we don't have the clientele. Yeah. He's got a he's got a gun pointed at his head. <laughs> like, open, the, give me the money out of the drawer. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and the manager just calmly. Yeah, takes out a gun and shoots a the, much bigger gun. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> shoots this guy and to I guess, you know, a little bit of shock of Paul and he says something like, "Sir, you shot them." You just man. killed him. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and w- and I laugh cuz cuz he the guy that shot him his boss he goes, "Yeah." Yeah.
0: And he just And then and back to the yeah, the Lafitte, back to the what are we going to do line to move this blind? wide? <laughs> yeah. And I I got a little bit of uh, a little bit Andy in that moment, you know, uh, when the larger gun was pulled out. Yeah, yeah. We just needed so, some yeah. girl. Yeah, you know, In yeah. in a pig's arse. <laughs> I tell you, one day we'll do it. <laughs> one day we'll, do, we'll it. do it. A full Andy. So yeah, you we'll do you have you know your first character introduction, and then you have another character Cut introduction to, to, to a hospital. Yeah. You know, and did you notice the 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 pages? And I think. Nobody does page humor like Airplane in the the white zone and red zone and and all that. (laughs) But some of this page work was funny. Did you notice the doctor they were trying to page? It was Dr. Benihana. (laughs) I did not. Yeah, they kind of, Dr. Benihana. And again, juvenile. And I will tell you, I haven't seen this movie in a minute, and Jess will back me up. Um, I laughed out loud a few times. Yeah. I really did in earnest. And maybe it's cuz of the, the week I've been having, but I I did laugh out loud. It a few things I almost forgot, but a few things that I just think are funny. Did she make it through to the end? Yes. She Good. did um No, she didn't. She did not. She I I think fell asleep for the last 16 minutes or so. So she did not. Did know. she see Ed Bagley? Yes. Okay, so then I'm, I'm off. Disturbs. I'm off the hook. Then now she was you, are, oh, you yeah. are. you are now officially. She she said, <laughs> either that or I've affected I you. I can make you maybe feel worse because she's like this Todd's pick. <laughs> no, the so, at, she, at the CD Los Angeles hookers and I'm like no, this is me, honey. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it, she saw the bearded guy and she she knew what she knew what was on. <laughs> And so we have, uh, we meet Mary, she is a nurse. And so can we maybe crown the creepiest fucker in this movie? Like who, who is, I have my vote, but this guy, this, 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 um, the patient, patient, Mr. Baker, horny patient, (laughs) this motherfucker is just the worst. And again, it's so, so many of them. I hope I don't know what it felt like to or maybe you can tell me. I in a way like when you're seeing characters like this back then did it strike you as absurd? Did it strike you as like that guy acts like my dad? Like this is how you treat women or like n- No, this
1: I don't think I saw this one in the theater. I must have seen this one on cable, you know, some years after high school. Like Porky's I saw in the theater in high school. Um like Ghostbusters I remember seeing it at the drive-in, but that was but this one, I don't recall a terror train I remember
0: I saw in the theater. Right. But not not this one. It, it, so it, it just comes off really rough. And, and I'm in the spirit of the comedy, but this guy is like, how could any anybody stand for any behavior like this? But she gets him back because he's like, oh, baby, want to do you, like 80s style. And I love she, again, you know me with food. <laughs> So that was I'm sure food. you can get, yeah, she hands him a plate of food. That's what it, what would you say? It's like proteins. It's all dark and green and mushy and nasty looking. It looked like the colon cleanse from hell is what it looked oh, like. So, oh, the that's green. kind of what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. So she intimates, like, if you eat all this food, I'll bang you. Yeah. And he just starts munch. Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> it wasn't skin of the wolf <laughs> level eating sounds <laughs> disgusting. But it was disgusting. And he's eating, 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 and he's like, All right, like where's my BJ? And she says, I gotta go on my break and gives oh, this big the big guy, Dewey, comes in, this big dude, and she's like, You got this colonic? And he's like,
1: I got it. And and I found out in one of the interviews that he's like a cast member. Who's that? Dewey. He's just wanted like the sound. Oh, he's a crew. Like a, yeah, like yeah. That, oh, a sound, a sound guy, he's guy, a sound guy or or right? like yeah, that. I
0: heard yeah. that as well. And you know, you get to the outside and it's the hospital of Los Angeles, but this is where the music gets you. If you didn't think this was a comedy, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 It bangs it into you like do do, do 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 And did that bother you? No, no. The it, music. It was set up
1: as a comedy. I, again, from and I'm from trying that to be objective the and,
0: and separate the warmth that I feel for this movie with how I just felt watching it again. But I love cheesy, jaunty, you know, kind of madcap comedy. Yeah. Music like that, which was a lot of fun. And we find that they're a couple and they're, they're an odd couple. I think, you know, visually they're both uh, kind of striking in their odd own ways. And they're a fun, I I like them as a couple. I don't know why I just do. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking weirdos and criminals and murderers but I just they're tight yes they're straight laced but they're just, just weird and I like them yeah I mean they're they were friends in real life and I, you know I think that they just had a good yeah, chemistry yeah, together they do they oh do. Yeah. yeah yeah and again because you, you might even say that she she's out of his league I mean he's he's a ch- kind of a balding bearded yeah. you know he's not trying he's to be not a hunk
1: Charlton Heston Nova even though the ages are probably yeah a- Probably the appropriate yeah. 20 years apart or whatever.
0: Um, and, you know, I, and I saw her as a nurse and if you, you could, you'd remake this movie today and like Paz de la Huerta would have to play the Mary character. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nope. Okay. Look her up and, and watch the movie nurse 3D. <laughs> I'm going to come up off like the biggest pervert in this <clears throat> whole thing. I swear I'm not, but those are, I I like film in all forms and uh uh-huh. It's uh, it's evidentiary now. Yeah, and the the blonde uh, gal Christina Bowden, I think is her name from Tucker and Dale vs Evil. She's a nurse 3D as well. If that's if that helps you to want to watch it,
1: uh, so you have that on Blu-ray, Ryan? Yes, sir, I do actually. Uh, okay, and that comes out late Pre- night. Pre- previously viewed yeah, after, uh, from after the wife's asleep. Video. Does that one come she, out? She
0: she knows. I, I she wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, of she, course not. Honestly, she liked the idea. It's a, it's a revenge thing. It's a nurse. Who, you know, in a way, kinda like this movie, she is taking revenge on people in a hospital who are just doing wrong and cheaters. And yeah, she's naked ninety percent of the movie. Right. And she's she is completely top to bottom shaped. Like she's so naked, she's the most naked person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like you saw her birth. She's so naked. <laughs> and so just likes the concept, but it's like two gory different degrees of naked. There's She's the most naked. <laughs> Keeping, I can't articulate it any better than keeping that. Keeping Kleenex sales. Yeah. But she just objects to how gory it is and, and just so much nudity, so much nudity. All right. Which I totally get. But we, we find out that they're a couple and they want to open a restaurant, which you know you could tell from the description. But I love that they live in a building that must be newly been designated a swingers hangout haven because it just, it's it a just, new it's development. It's because
1: of the... Lo- Lower rent or transient rent, but yeah, they and that's get, about get to change. The, they get find. into the elevator, and then
0: this whole fucking swinging party comes yeah. in behind them. Oh, that just was, one weirdo after another. Yeah, and they're all like, In making a movie like this must be fun, and, and so, like the costume designer must have a lot of fun doing stuff like this because yeah, they're just all weird and different in their own ways, and, when, and not necessarily threatening. They're just, "Hey, are you here for the swinging thing?" And they're all. They're clearly very upset because we find out this couple, Paul and Mary, are very, very straight laced. Yeah, and he,
1: when you hear him talk in interviews and stuff, I mean, that's he was he was that way. He's very, yeah, you know, he just needed a pipe. You know, that's the only he was very educated, very you know, f- philosophical. Just you know, and that's the character he played in this.
0: Yeah, and you know they, you know, one thing that I, I heard them talk about was. How these characters have relatable problems. So it's it's, it's discovered that they're raising the rent 175 dollars a month. Yep. Their Instacash card or their Insta so like ATMs have been around longer than I think. I'll admit to how ignorant the, I am for. But a But they of didn't use
1: ATM terms, so I don't think they were.
0: But then it so that was that version Instacash. It was stolen. Paul's lost his job because he has too much taste in class for for that. <laughs> Lowly convenience store. <laughs> yeah, and he took his goddamn chateau Lafitte with him, which made me ask the question: Did he, he pay for it on his own dime? He had to have stolen that. Okay, see, there you go. All right, so there you go. Their first crime, as far as we know. So he got fired. You think he stole? He got
1: fired. Well, he didn't buy him at four hundred dollars a there's bottle. There's no each. way that
0: that true dude who just murdered a motherfucker is going to let you know a, a fired the, employee the and owner walk said out with we the chateau
1: Lafite. You know, at four hundred dollars a bottle. I don't have the clientele, for
0: so Paul's yeah. not buying the inventory for the store. He's just I a was clerk. wondering if he didn't buy it himself, and he just was trying to—I I don't yeah, know. I'm yeah. trying to find <laughs> the best in him. I'm trying to find the best in him, and it's not going to be there. But, you know, they have these relatable problems, and this is where the movie just kicks off, and it stays into pretty high, much high gear yeah. from the beginning, because you have a swinger who breaks into their, their apartment— Thinking it is a apartment with swinging activity in it now. Yeah, he was going
1: to the party f- with all the people on the elevator. Is where it, We're at.
0: Do you think there's only one swingers party happening in this building, or are there m- multiple apartments having multiple? There could be orgies happening. Yeah, I don't know that they stated that, but they made it sound. I, that way. I it felt like there were more than one because yeah. the way that which. So the last time you went to a swingers orgy. Yeah. Um. Did you just like fall into the door like Kramer from Seinfeld or yeah, did yeah, you discreetly walk in and you, play? You it? Cool. put a
1: cape on in your tidy whities and you come flying through okay. the door. I mean, if you really want to slide, you wear socks.
0: Perfect. You know, if you want to do the time. So have somebody sing. open the door for you and then you can.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, if you want the dun, 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 right. dun, dun,
0: dun. So folks, <laughs> next time you enter an orgy, think about what Todd does. <laughs> Todd will slide in on his socks. But my point is, he comes in so hilariously like, ah, oh, is this the gangbang? Yeah. And, oh, no, wrong place. Clearly very much the wrong place. And, you know, a lot is said well, about...
1: But it doesn't matter to him. He no, still attacks her. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, and that's the thing. <laughs> Every guy that, in the movie attacks her. And so I think she has, and there, this is not a supernatural film, but there is a supernatural power that is compelling people to... Truly, like lose all decorum, lose all respect for their jobs and lives, and lose themselves over Mary. I know what it is. What? Vampire. She's a vampire. She's a vampire. Interesting. You know how they have the the
1: hypnotic. I mean, I've watched a bunch of vampire movies recently. I texted you a couple of them. You haven't caught up yet. Maybe
0: influencing your.
1: And that is the maybe that is the attraction factor. Just, just, right. Stay with me now. Picture some fangs coming out from underneath right. there. Aside
0: from not having any of the other characteristics of a vampire showable, she's pale. Uh-huh. I don't see her wearing a cape. She doesn't drink blood. She seems to be able to go out at, Dude, the in the female sunlight. Va-
1: female vampires don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Only Dracula wears So cape.
0: write us a little independent podcast at to, to gmail.com if you do watch this film ahead of... uh the listening to the podcast is marry a vampire.
1: Well, maybe we should, uh, what's the, there's that vampire Diaries series, which I have never watched. It's oh, supposed to be some type of erotic yeah. thing. But with I, the, I do
0: think either that's the case or these men would do that to any woman. Right. Like lone creep. Yeah. It, like they're, they're caused to, to misbehave so badly I have to think that there's something about her. Hot girl must attack. Hot girl must attack. Yeah, I guess. Maybe they're just doing this to every hot girl they see. But um, so he comes in, the swinger. They're like, you're in the wrong place. And he's like sick and he's puking all (laughs) over their carpet. Because Paul hit him in the stomach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. He does. Yeah. And Paul's not an inactive guy. You might look and think he's a passive dude, but... You know, he, he brings the hammer down quite a bit in this movie, actually. He did protect her. Yeah, yeah they, he does. And they, he always does. He brings the frying pan always down does. pretty hard. He does. And this guy is, you know, Ralph and all over their carpet. And he's like, I got go to go the, into the bathroom. And he stays in the bathroom forever. Yeah. Which is funny to me because the rest of the scene kind of happens. You're like, that guy's still in there. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got company. James is coming over. J- James, a realtor. So they go to check on this guy. What were you thinking at this point? You know, is the guy dead? Is he alive? I thought he I w- was dead.
1: Well, what was funny to me is so they you know they break into the bathroom and he's laying there facing the toilet or something and the nurse right we find out later she said she's a nutritionist so this is where I gave cut some slack on the writing but the nurse proclaimed he was dead.
0: <laughs> Maybe she is a nutritionist and, and then not just a, she not does
1: she, yeah so that that would make sense well, is well, that? but he's but not then, he, then he's not dead he he gets up. <laughs> He does, and and comes out. walks out of the bathroom.
0: My favorite thing is is when they both decide he's dead, and she calls to report the death. Yeah, and the first thing <laughs> she says is, "I want to report a murder." Yeah, and he says, "No, an accidental <laughs> and, death." And you hear it like, <laughs> "No, an accidental death." <laughs> like, uh, I love again appropriately timed off camera. Yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And well, and she's... how about going back to how about? Okay, so we have no ATMs, we have no nine one one. Because she called, you know, the police station. Oh, it was like a police emergency it wasn't, number. You know, every I mean, they call they called nine one one. They could have called nine one one, but had they done that, I don't think nine one one existed then. And William the 80s? Shatner had to start that show oh, before nine one one came I out. I feel really badly.
0: <laughs> there, there must, there had to be well, an at emergency some point number in the eighties it
1: came out, but prior to nineteen eighty two, this film the operator you, you you had a little sticker on your phone that had police fire and operator
0: oh this is sad we should know in 911 thing you don't remember that thing.
1: you never had that on your all phone all i
0: know is that public enemy thinks it's a joke <laughs> <laughs> they wrote a whole song about it and they're not wrong on some points
1: <laughs> oh and you, this guy you took you took your uh you know that stroke did you some good
0: earlier you you're, yeah, you're, I, you're I, on I, point I'm today. trying to earn everybody's trust back from that (laughs) epic fuck up holy shit and again in a little accidental death the phone calls hilarious she goes from a murder to accidental death and hangs up and says it was a wrong number and paul ends up in the swinger apartment which i you know again these are those things that in the 80s when you have bizarre movies they can go too far and i don't think any of the the party scenes went too far, it was too over the top, or there was a lot of nudity in the film, of course, but nothing was, nothing that, that No, extreme. no, it was
1: nothing close up. There was no, I mean, it was basically
0: just tits. You yeah. Know? There's T and some A and some B. Some, some behind. It looked really hard. You saw some T, some T-A-I-N-T. It was
1: some 80s magic bush from yeah. a distance, maybe once or twice, I but just really any quick.
0: Any but, When you're thinking about, you know, the fish out of water thing is fun because, again, they've really made it clear that these two are squares, but already they're thrust in. They thought they murdered somebody and they seem pretty chill about it. You know, they couldn't get the phone call together as well as they wanted to. And their first thing was murder, (laughs) which maybe would have been true. You know, that gut punch. Maybe that's what she was thinking. But he goes into the to the um, to the swinger apartment and. He's they're trying to set Paul up with you know something like hey, you know, here's this person, or yeah, go to here, and this is where Doris the dominatrix shows up. And uh, Paul is left in the apartment while weirdo guy goes back, uh, to see Mary. $600 in his wallet is what I was looking through my
1: notes for. That they after they killed him. They then rob him of the six hundred dollars that was in his wallet. Oh, wait, which t- sets which sets them on their
0: <laughs> did their, you just their say path a- of dying and taking money from the victims? Correct, but again, you know, Paul on, on, like is is in this you know den of iniquity, and the guy comes back to the apartment to attack Mary again, and is that what you're you are saying? Because they kill him afterwards.
1: Wow! Yeah, I got I got a little bit. My notes are a little different.
0: Oh! Oh! Well, maybe we didn't watch the movie in the same way. She, Paul gets whipped at party. Yep. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You, you can let it be natural, man. You know, like just let it flow.
1: <laughs> Frying pan. Oh shit! Don't
0: deer in headlights. That's on, all on, I on need. <laughs>
1: Six hundred dollars in wallet. So so there <laughs> we go. Now James arrives, the all realtor. Right. <laughs> So my favorite line out of all that, Ryan, was, "Honey, I just killed a man. He yeah. was a man. Now
0: he's just a bag of garbage." Yeah, oh, that's one of the best lines in this movie. It's, I'm glad yeah. that wasn't your clip and yeah. I ruined it. No, <laughs> okay, no. But I said, oh my a god, clip.
1: can you imagine being the screenwriter and coming up with that? Yeah, that's freaking yeah. hilarious. So the
0: real estate agent, you know, he's he's sniffing like, "What what the hell happened in here?" And that's when Paul says something about, "Oh, we were just pounding veal. Oh, that was so expensive." And he's like, "Oh no." <laughs> That's for another dinner, another day. <laughs> We're having chicken. Yeah.
1: The chicken that we just picked up off the yeah. floor
0: from underneath the dead guy's head. Yeah. So they, they found a house for their their restaurant. They need $20,000 for it. They've just killed a man with a frying pan, and they're trying to figure out how much to, to take. But do they take his body into a trash compactor? Is that yeah. what, what they do with it?
1: Yeah, because you... You know, you hit the button, you, you hear, hear the, a crunch. Uh, and then he says like he yeah, went in. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. What's funny is you can see Raul as they're walking the body down, you see Raul yeah, come he's out of
1: committing uh, larceny. Yeah. yeah he, come just out of stole, apartment. he just stole like a stereo or like yeah, a turntable exactly. or something. Yeah.
0: And they they do make mention of of they, they don't talk a lot about being restaurateurs. That's the one thing that's a little goofy about this movie, is they don't go into food very much. Right, right. Very often. You well, know, neither
1: one of them have that background, which the banker's going to point out. And so the restaurant yeah, is a bit you know, of a fantasy on that best, aspect of it because they have no background for that part of it.
0: And their best uh, their best food item is their bland enchilada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it is a funny through line that their name is bland and they want to be restaurant tours They don't talk about that too much. But this is when the dominatrix card falls out, I think, right? And Mary finds it. And she's like, what have you been up to?
1: Yeah, they're getting ready for bed. <laughs> and it's sitting on the dresser there.
0: Yeah. And the- and this is like square, square, square. Because she's like, I don't mind some hugging and kissing, but
1: yeah, none of this. Well, so we should mention the whole entire apartment is decorated in 1950s. They have separate twin beds. They're wearing matching pajamas. Yep. And they liken it in their interview um, on YouTube to Rock Hudson and Doris Day. So, I I just thought I love Lucy, you know, when I saw the beds, but but the the matching pajamas I didn't know about, but that was, uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then they, they, she's got all the little stuffed animals and then he's hugging this giant pillow of a bottle
0: of wine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He loves his wine. And this is when he tries to make some money and he tries to sell some of his wine. He meets a, another creep in a hotel room to discuss it. And the creep says, all right, let's discuss it over dinner. Right, right. Because Paul says, I only want to sell four out of the whatever.
1: <laughs> and then he excuses himself from the dinner table. I have to go cash some traveler's checks. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, makes goes back to the uh, apartment and makes off with Paul's wine. Yeah. And so and, he, and leaves Paul paying the check. He has
0: to pay the check. At the dinner table. Yeah. So, so, this, so many creeps. you got hospital perf. You're, you got loan creep. You've got... Wine creep, so everybody's taking advantage of them, and they're just down on their luck, and that's what propels people to do wow. the crazy things. Yeah, yeah, creep, another movie we did. <laughs> Between the last two episodes, we're trying to be as incestuous yeah, as possible. You remember that?
1: I was going to point that out. Yeah, the, I, we, yeah, we've never done that until now. I About think <laughs>
0: now, lucky you all. That's Shame, all we're shameless. Do. And the, you know. The the hospital perv shows up and which I, I find is kind of funny. How do they know where he lives?
1: Oh, the scene where he asked the other nurse behind the counter yeah, he's where, like, where does she, does she live? live? And she's like, Oh, that's against policy and then she makes that face like So Oh, you're so cute. Do? Oh, that must be And why. then so
0: he got it from her and then yeah. he shows up at the apartment. And he's killed and and I like <laughs> you know (laughs) moving on he's killed well i mean that's 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 the fun now is like
1: bang you know you can hear the you can hear the sound of the frying pan
0: resounding off the head yeah you know
1: they got a little gong for
0: that or something intentionally you know the the writer director said they wanted the violence to be you know not very very violent and and not bloody and not gory this isn't a, a gory film uh at all nope and um you it's know, like Three Stooges yeah, or
1: cartoon, you know. Yeah. Well, cartoons in the '80s, right? Like, yeah. frying like, pan of the head. Yeah. And then that Tom big and lump, Jerry. Yeah. Bugs know, Bunny. Would come up.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that big lump bruise that would just look like it had all the hair shaved off of it.
1: That you're talking about the cougar and the coffee, one lump or two, and I want a whole lot of lumps. And no. sitting coming out of nowhere.
0: You don't know I, that cartoon? You no. Oh, that's the one I'm picturing when you're saying it. Oh, I just remember when, like, Tom or Jerry would get hit in the head with a mallet and that yeah, big, yeah. like, bruise would pop up, you know, yeah. and it just looked like somebody shaved his I think it's a through line in a lot of those yeah. cartoons. <laughs> and so now they decide that this is what they're going to do. You know, they found some money on uh, on Hospital Perv and uh, they're going to lure bad men to their desks and, and take their money. Yep. And And what's fascinating? You know how much money we can make with all these purrs in Hollywood. Yeah, and and how they're they're just you know married. They're methodical about it. They're a great couple. So how about this dominatrix? Why don't you call Doris? (laughs) Why don't Why don't we learn how it's done? How do we get our clients? And my favorite scene in this movie is the scene where they go to Doris the dominatrix's house to meet to talk about the ropes. To learn the ropes. I, I literally think that it's so brilliantly written and acted and so well done. Even Jess was like, that was funny as shit.
1: Yeah. And again, like you're, you know, it's her giving her credit for, I mean, I wouldn't say steal the show, but giving her
0: her no, acting prize she props. steals this movie, I think. She- <laughs> and then some, just she's wait. A, she is a she is a gem. But they, you know, it's, it's her and she's in her home and, and she's got a kid. And she's yep. making dinner, and she's feeding the kid, and she's baking, and, and she's
1: she's telling them all these different things you can do. And then, turns out, so this I don't I almost don't want to give this line away because it like I, I did a double take. I'm like, what did she just say? Turns out, I draw the line at golden showers. And she's explaining that they need to set their boundaries for
0: what they're going to do. Yes, that is true. That stood out, and for and when you, she huh? said like that,
1: them? I, w- <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, she must be German, <laughs> or not German. but
0: <laughs> Didn't we have this conversation once, Ryan? I'm not. I, I'm going to Oliver North and not maybe recall <laughs> the, the. Ryan, didn't specific, you go into great detail one uh, time
1: about? I don't know. You don't remember that conversation?
0: It, okay. it could. It could have had something to do with music. Did it have anything to do with music and a song called that? I don't know. We're not going to get ourselves out of this. Whole- oh, it was
1: that baseline we were trying to to dissect well we were transposing a baseline the idea jazz to rock and that's what it was you i remember now yeah
0: (laughs) wow i think a hashtag for this episode may be derailed but who knows but i think the juxtaposition between her doing all this Susie homemaker stuff and to your point talking about golden showers was really funny uh yeah my she said it i didn't say it she well i mean it's, it's something that isn't a mainstream term, probably, in 82. How randy was that? I mean, I don't know. Well, when you know. were
1: selling those adult videos when you worked at the video store, was, was there 90s. any... The 90s. Yeah. Was there any
0: titles that had Golden Shower on them? No, but there were P-movies. There were P-movies, I remember. <laughs> there, um, there were P-movies? Okay. That's a good point. That may have been like a really, you know, kind of revolutionary thing to say. I'm not really sure, but... It just, it made me laugh. And I think it, that's the kind of scene that if you can make it through a movie like this that far, yeah, then you're probably going to make it to the end. If that makes sense. Like if it hasn't offended you up to this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't even think you would watch this if you would be offended by, you know, if you're not going to laugh at this kind yeah. of stuff. I don't even think you would get anywhere near this. They
0: put, they put the ad. And so do you, is this how it worked? They put an ad out. And they're both yep. Naughty Nancy and Cruel Carla in this yep. dominatrix The huge ad in the ad. newspaper. Yeah. That's all there was and back then. And that's what would happen. And people would write you letters. It would be in a
1: certain type of newspaper, which Doris was kind enough to point out which newspaper, they, newspaper they should right? advertise right. Okay. in. Okay.
0: Yeah. And so they, so they have to put out the ad, wait for letters to arrive of prospective clients, and then... Yep, go through the letters. The clients
1: are sending polaroids of
0: themselves. Polaroids, yeah, that's (laughs) nice. Yeah, pre-Tinder, that was was the early version of Tinder. But they they call the first one, kind of (laughs) like, let's see if we should do this, and they book the first one, seven p.m. And she demands because a lot of this is you know S and M type of stuff, but she demands three hundred dollars. Yeah, and that's a pretty nice little chunk of coin so, in '82. Yeah,
1: client went number one where it was Herbie and the Mommy. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's. And what what's interesting and, and ahead of this, we should say, um, is when they found the flyer on their car for Raul's locks. So um, yeah, Raul's when they name left, was, when they left Doris's house, left Doris's place. So yep. sorry, we should have mentioned they were talking about getting new locks because they must have called Raul because he shows up and clearly casing the entire oh, yeah, place yeah. to rob it you got any expensive stuff here <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> god it's really and really they're, clear and then they're
1: playing the door Day Rock and yeah. you know like
0: oh yeah well he's Paul's got wine and this and you but know but then it's another thing where they're like well you know we'd actually like to install some handcuffs in the walls and a bunch of S&M yeah. stuff
1: yeah she's like uh, a something motif yeah, or a whatever handcuff
0: <laughs> motif <laughs> yeah and it's really really funny and, and then he's like, looking at her like what the fuck yeah but he's you know he's not deterred now you know we talked about her her clients and and i don't want to we don't have to go into too much detail about each each one cuz i do want people to watch the movie but um you've got baby man you've got great dane guy and nazi guy and i have to say yep. out of all of them um nazi guy really committed to his role oh yeah <laughs> Right? Yeah. If that was you and you're going to a place for a thing, you know, like she's catering to all these different things. Right. And they did Yeah, too. one of them they, was a They mouse. hung
1: up the swastikas all over. They set the so entire apartment up ask, like an
0: interrogation room, you know, in Nazi Germany. Because later when the disco guy is late, the, he says, Paul says, we spent $70 on lights. So for Nazi guy, yeah, the, like there's a swastika throw pillow. They... Jazzed up their place, yeah, all for that. Well,
1: huge swastika hanging <laughs> know, up on I the know. wall, like takes up the whole wall.
0: So what? What? What makes me laugh is another fun line is after they kill the Nazi, you know, it's like a day at work, and he says, um, you know, I'll I'll bag the Nazi and straighten up around here,
1: yeah, and
0: yeah. Just you go to bed, plain as day. I'll bag the Nazi, <laughs> and when Raul breaks in, that's what made me laugh this time the most was all that shit with the swastikas was still all over their place. Yeah, he didn't clean up anything. (laughs) He was not...
1: The the body was still on the floor. Yeah, I mean... All he did was put a bag over the body
0: and, okay, I'm done. Now, okay, Raul's a guy who admittedly maybe has seen some shit. Right? Maybe? He is a criminal element. Absolutely. But even you're a criminal element person and you were just (laughs) in the home of Mr. and Mrs. Susie Q Homemaker. Yeah. And you... Eight hours later, break into their place. It's covered in Nazi memorabilia, and there's a body on the floor. And there's a dead. Continue with that robbery. A dead Nazi on the floor, and she
1: wanted handcuffs installed into the wall. And he just steps over it like
0: he's a bold, bold man. Yeah, he bold uh, man. He has seen some real shit. Then yes, he and and again, you know, it, it it comes to the point where he attacks Mary, and again, like there's an obsession
1: with her. Oh yeah. Well, he's doing the whole flashlight thing of her body
0: yeah. in bed there. Yeah. And so they you know, he he doesn't attack her or he doesn't successfully attack her, but no, he
1: just he just creeps at her with a flashlight and then uh, before he leaves,
0: he doesn't attack her this time. No. No. no.
1: They that's coming uh, with the Ed Begley.
0: But when do they make the deal? Cuz don't they Yep. So Ed Bagley, you know, is client number. You na- you number them. Yes.
1: Holy cow! He's number four hippie. He is the hippie, and he's late. Right. And uh, he's late because so Paul leaves to go do some shopping, and then Ed Bagley shows up. Um, as the hippie, they're playing. Right. They're playing the the Grateful Dead and have all the
0: psychedelic
1: lights. He's got the. But weed. they didn't make
0: the deal with Raul ahead of this. Because I thought they they're going to the do deal. it right
1: after, and then he. Um, he starts to huh. he attacks her, and is ripping her clothes off. And then Raoul shows up, and Raul chokes the guy to death oh, with, a, Raul with a with a rope Bagley Jr. a cord. Yeah,
0: Ed Bakley Jr. in this movie. Yes, <laughs> an '80s icon. Uh, and, and there's another great '80s character actress later that this movie may oh. ruin two other movies for you. Okay, if so, we should maybe put a spoiler in the description Uh-oh. of the episode. Look at looking forward to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Raul, you know, becomes the man, and yeah, they smoke some Thai stick. That's yeah, an old term. yeah, and then That's they an uh, old term, and then he's throwing throwing money across her naked body off of uh, <laughs> uh, Egg
0: Bagley. Uh, indecent Proposal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, she's she's going into it. She's
0: she's down with it. She's she's went from I Love Lucy to Indecent Proposal. Well, she has this naivete, but there's. Something a little sinister that lurks underneath that, oh yeah, like she's playing everybody, and I think that's real life with her <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised if if the Mary character wasn't playing everybody from the beginning if that was the reveal um but yeah they they he convinces her to to have sexual relations raul does uh i will under the guise of well they like smoke an experiment some, or something? experiment they smoke some like
1: Thai. <laughs> So they smoke some Thai weed, and then she becomes very uh, compliant at that point. And they get the deal done, and then in comes Hubby from the store. Right. And uh, Raul's cleaning up, and uh, yeah. they tell the story about how he,
0: <laughs> I he love, killed the guy and saved their life. I love when they life. go back to the hospital. Um, this is another announcing thing that got me. This back of the hospital... There's an announcement constantly that said, all male nurses dance has been canceled. What? <laughs> yeah. Because well, I watch with captions. So, so this is
1: like uh, three stooges, right? You got the hitting hitting with yeah. the frying pan. You got the, the you know, paging Dr. Mo, Dr. Fine, <laughs> yeah, you know, Dr. Vinnie going out in the
0: hospital. All male nurses dances have been canceled. And Raul comes to the hospital, again, to confess his love. Like he is obsessed and... Like yeah. needs her. He keeps calling her Shakita. Yeah. Which isn't that what they call
1: weren't Chiquita bananas back yeah, in the I day? That's it. what I was thinking.
0: Affectation for uh, in you
1: know. But Shakita, I, I don't even know what it, you know I was like oh bananas. I think it's it
0: it's Hispanic. <laughs> like hot affectation hot girl, you know? Yeah. I, okay. I, no, I mean it's it's he is all about her. And what I think is so funny is um in the in the background of the um the scene it's just a bunch of X rays of pelvises. Did you notice that? I saw the X rays, yeah, but I didn't all notice they were pelvises, all pelvises. Every single one.
1: Well, you've had your hip replaced, so that yeah, must oh, have been yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, that's what but it looks I, like. I
0: have to like that was intentional because yeah. even Jess was like, that's all pelvises back there. I'm like, yeah, sure is.
1: Yep, yeah, that was a a sexual yeah yeah kind of token. And
0: he's you know, Raul confesses his love, and now this is when he starts talking about getting Paul out of the way, and you know like we're going to have to fight for you. They how much money they'll make? You know, yeah. they they just cut it between the two of
1: them. Yeah, so he's selling it and and uh they must
0: be making a, a pretty penny at this point. Well, I mean, that's like $300 a pop yeah. if you're doing a few of those a night, you know? That's that's ra- that's ranking up. Well, and then
1: he he went to the hospital the next day to you know, present this plan and of course have sex with her
0: again. Yeah. And she, yeah. Experimentally. I don't remember And they, why. they smoke weed right in the hospital room. Yeah. Oh boy. The devil's <laughs> lettuce doing it again. <laughs> it's evil stuff as they say. Yeah. So the, she doesn't
1: have sex through the entire movie until she smokes weed. And then both times she's yeah. smoking weed and then having sex. Yeah. So that must be conducive to, uh, you know, I thought it was tequila makes your, makes your clothes come off according to the country song could be anybody this this is uh
0: some type of tie 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 stick stick. makes your clothes come off yes it sure does well um my clip has to do with the next scene at the sex store because inexplicably paul (laughs) is going to a sex shop
1: (laughs) he's got to buy more
0: props for the next client yeah and again what a great host yeah right (laughs) Wants to create ambiance. He's spend like, spend money you know, to make money, th- it's, and it's their last thing. He knows they're he's killing them. I mean, it's such a nice gesture. But so he goes to a sex shop uh, and wants some. Now, this isn't actually the whole scene. I, I cut it off intentionally because I want people to enjoy the rest of it. But uh, okay, when I was thinking about the scene that really wrapped it up for me, it's this one, and it's the the this actor who's delivering these these lines opposite Paul. Um, who came from a lot of like Pee Wee's big adventure. He did a lot of kids TV and stuff. So I didn't know him at the time, but it must've been (laughs) so crazy that he was saying all this stuff. So this is Paul going to the sex shop to get some supplies for the upcoming event. Hey, uh, get him out of here. He's not 18. Hey, man, come on, I'm 18. Get him out of here. Oh, come on, give me the magazine Let's bag. Let's go out of this door, a, a what? A cock ring. Oh, a cock ring? What size? Hey, did you get the latest issue of Nuns and Nazis? Tuesday. <laughs> what size? Uh, medium, I suppose. Is it for you? Medium will be fine. Sure. Okay, your vibrators start at 1095 and go up. We got the salami, the man of war, Alien. Just to be the cheapest one. Oh, wait a minute, there's nothing cheap about my store. You mean inexpensive, don't you? Isn't that what you meant? Yes. That's what I thought you meant. You want a cheap pair of handcuffs, too? Yes. Are right, you're going to need some lubricant for this vibrator. We've got
1: KY
0: and Lay Orgy Gel. Hey, you taste it, you're going to buy it, all right? The Lay Orgy Gel comes in lemon, mint, cherry, or trail mix. <laughs> And then Ryan's reliving. The- <laughs> oh my god! Or trail mix. Trail mix. Oh my god! And that's the, oh, the scene continues funny. on. Um, but oh my god, that you, you that taste alien. You what was that thing? Three feet? It was a, I mean, like it was, a three foot dildo. It and was he's like poking it was at hilarious. him. And he's like, I yeah. don't sell cheap stuff. <laughs> oh, I love that! And he mentions later uh, a Benoit dancing egg. Yeah, and a a, 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 a basket job is mentioned. In a Benoit is in a Benoit is like an ancient Chinese vagina ball, like it's an ancient sex toy. Um, so they had it going on. Uh, the uh, the Chinese did you have to look that up or did you already know? Benoit dancing egg must be no, I had to look that up. I don't have that at the ready. If I I, did, there'd be something wrong with me, maybe. I I didn't know either, and I was afraid to like say, What is that, Ryan? Yeah, so all that's mentioned. We're here to, to educate you as well. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. now so I know. If your what, teenager uh, comes to you and, and just wants to have a talk and wants to know what a yeah. Banwa dancing egg is, you can tell her it's a ancient Chinese vagina ball. Or
1: or your girlfriend, you know, or wife doesn't, you know, have to be that's great. A teenager. You know, make it
0: a day, hey, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. Get her a <laughs> Banwa dancing Get, egg.
1: <laughs> on Amazon. You know, and Not if anybody a
0: <laughs> any weird sex toy company wants to sponsor our podcast, we are down. Yeah. Fredericks of Hollywood is shown in this movie. That is true. Well, Raul, uh, we get a little glimpse of of Raul's uh, you know multi life. He has a van, and he has one of those '80s van that has like weird windows, like that look like home windows on it. Uh, and handwritten on the side is laundry. So he, he's 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 taking laundry around, and and Paul is following him in the funniest way possible. Yeah, it definitely looks like a uh, predator van as well. It, it, it does. Uh, but I, I just wondered whose laundry. <laughs> Rollo was doing. But Paul is on top of the van just driving around.
1: That's, that's from when he's stealing out of the all the apartment buildings.
0: Like yeah. It looks like a legit reason for that van to be there. And it's it's fun because, again, Paul's just on the top of the van and he's writing down notes in his thing. Yeah. And it turns out uh, Paul is also doing something nefarious with these bodies because earlier he says what he does with the bodies is his business. But he's selling the the bodies to Doggy King Dog Food Corporation and they're making dog food out of the bodies. Isn't that crazy? That's something. And that's that, something. That is in it's an indictment
1: of the dog food industry. Well, and when I was watching the credits at the end, it's not
0: even called Soylent
1: Green. Doggy commercial lyrics written by Yeah.
0: Paul Bartel. Yeah. Multifaceted he uh, artist. wrote the right lyrics
1: there. for the doggy commercial which is
0: coming up on uh, the TV later. That is right. And so there's a fun little reveal and at this point were you Hoping for more cannibalism, sir.
1: <laughs> we haven't had any yet.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying. Were, yeah. you, were you upset at no, this No, I was point? realizing, like, it, I think Ryan. I
1: was probably catching on, like, oh, yeah, they, like, in the deep recesses of my <laughs> mind, I was remembering, I think it was at the end, you know, that the, okay. the cannibalism that's happens. Good. I
0: didn't want you to be mad. Because the, the-
1: At this point, the like,
0: where's the fucking cannibalism? The, God damn you. <laughs> the title- could,
1: is there more is there a more spot on title that gives away a movie than this one?
0: Um maybe I don't think so. I mean the the actor who played Raul initially when he was pitched the movie he said I don't do those kind of movies, right? Cuz he, <laughs> he thought, he it, thought was it was porn. a porn in <laughs> x-rated film. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Which is could he easily Paul what he did
1: and sashayed into Oh, we we got to tell this. So just in case people don't watch these interviews, so this is uh, Raúl, um, the character. Well, the character Raúl in his not interview, not to be
0: confused with Ja Rule. Yeah,
1: what's what's uh, what's Furious his real 1. name?
0: Raúl. Raúl, the actor. Yeah, uh, Robert Beltran.
1: So he's being interviewed, and he uh, he says he doesn't do those kind of movies. He's on the phone with Paul, the director, and he says, "Well, what have you done?" And mind you, he he is a starving actor living at his mom's house in Bakerfield, California. (laughs) So, you know, he can't be too picky, but so Paul runs down two or three movies and he said, nope, haven't seen them. And then he says, Death Race 2000. And then he's like, oh, he had just seen that in a drive-in two nights before. And he said uh, he didn't see it the first time, but he stayed to the end to rewatch it because he was with a girl. And he missed the whole first movie, Death Race 2000, because he was with a girl. So back in the day, in the drive-ins, kids, they would show a first movie, a second movie, and then they would show the first movie over again. So you would be in the drive-in till they didn't start start the movie till ten. So you'd be in the drive-in until at least two a.m. if you stayed for the whole thing. Yep. Little little '80s education there for you.
0: This is true. <clears throat> And in true 80s fashion, we have a comical next few scenes of somebody trying to kill Paul with a car (laughs) and just doing a bad job of hiding who it is because it's it's clearly (laughs) Raoul. I love that too. And next is, again, I think one of the most brilliant pieces of the film is Doris having been engaged in subterfuge by Paul um, trying to ruin raul in some way or another i don't think she's trying to kill him but try to get to him trying to get his goat she dresses up as a blind nun and when she falls off the chair (laughs) right off the bat that's really funny yeah oh that that whole blind scene is hilarious she's an immigration individual immigration inspector she's a health inspector who shows up at his house because of an outbreak of horrible vd yeah, yeah yeah so paul paul hired doris to try and get rid of this guy scare him off because he's making he's making the moves on his wife it, it's it's so funny and, and paul says when he's through with him he'll be happy to be cleaning latrines in a leper colony or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. but this actress but yeah. nurse sally cummings what a name it is
1: and then accuses sure, why of, is it a name why do you of, like it I don't know.
0: Isn't there some type of reference there? Do, do you, do you hear any reference? Susan Sager. I want to say her name again. <laughs> if I could, if I was making a movie, I'd hire her. She's so tremendous in this. And you know, she could have been a one note character just as a dominatrix and you know, it could have been somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. But she's just really, really funny doing these different, um, you know, charades, which ostensibly Raul believes each time it's a different yeah. person. <laughs> did you, did you get that or no? Is he playing along? I think no, he, no, he legit thinks it's a different person. He's right? To... That, no, that's I, he's like, oh. I agree. So Mary ends up coming, going over to Raúl's, and I love in the background just all the stolen shit everywhere. It's just stacked up stolen. Oh, oh yeah, stuff this everywhere. is my this is my place. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's clear. Did you see Doris give him any pills? Did he? He yeah. As the health inspector. Yeah, he he
1: says you better give me five because oh, I'm a, those, I'm a busy right. guy. Right. You know that's what I mean. Right.
0: <laughs> She
1: gives them two. She gives them
0: pills. Yeah.
1: And it's basically, God, what is, I forget what she calls them. It's Saltpeter.
0: <laughs> yeah. And she says, keep the boys at camp from playing yeah, with themselves. It, they what? give it to kids at camp so they don't play with themselves. So like Mary's there to have sex with Raul again, which is fucked because I don't know why she's doing That's this. That's the third time. And, and he's having issues and she, as a nutritionist- yeah, <laughs> says what are you taking? And says, "Ew, it's saltpeter, which apparently she tastes it and knows what it is." Yeah, nutritionist, nutritionist dressed like a nurse,
1: dead. dressed like a nurse on Halloween, the uh, yeah. sexy nurse. I guess she works outfit. at a
0: hospital though, but as the nutritionist wouldn't have to wear a nurse. Nutrition outfit. would give colonics, she it. so that's correct. What really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that? a... Uh, I yeah, would think. I wouldn't know. Wouldn't you? No, actually not. No. Like that nutritionist would just be regulating food and intake. (laughs) Wouldn't have anything to do with the the exterior. (laughs) The
1: uh, the exiting. The 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 picture of the enema is gross. So Raul
0: can't perform and he's he's upset and um and you know, so Paul got a little bit of a little bit of comeuppance there, but you know, nothing too serious, which Again, at this point, where you're like, Where's Come, the cannibalism? Come up is that what you said? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty clever, right? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> one of my favorite
1: old timey terms. That would be uh, nurse Sally so Cummings. Now
0: <laughs> it's it's revealed for some reason, and I didn't catch this that this house that they want is it's $25,000. Yeah,
1: so they're they're back at the apartment, husband and wife again, they're arguing. And number seven client shows up, the doctor, and in the middle of the argument, he just swings the door open and says all oh, the hell with it and just gonks him over the head, which they could have been doing all along instead True. of buying all the props. Yeah. So I found that really funny. Yeah. Um, James calls the realtor and somebody else has made a move on the property. Yeah, they have to right. come up with 20 grand by Friday or they will lose their house for the so restaurant. So
0: where are they looking?
1: Then they discover you know, the swingers party, and they can make one big hit yeah, like that one big, big bait robbery. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah,
0: it. yeah. And since so it's, it's teed up as like you said, yeah, an the Ocean's big eleven score. type thing, and yeah, they're gonna hit this party. And this is where, you know, I, I like again, I like this couple. I know they're murdering awful people, <laughs> <clears throat> but they're tight with one another. They're, but I like them. They have a good marriage. They've got a plan. And they really seem to care for one another. They do. <laughs> Maybe this is the Valentine's Day movie people should be watching. Oh, that's
1: true. You know? Yeah, I mean, anything for a bed and breakfast, or no, anything for your restaurant and love. That's right.
0: That's right. And uh, this is where we get a very recognizable character actress who comes up to them right away at the... Uh, Swingers party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! With this recognizable kind of squeaky voice and this red hair, and it's Edie McClurg, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! So <laughs> if you don't, so she was
1: friends with Paul Bartel, and she basically did this scene for free.
0: Yeah, she and she improved it If you do not want Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and uh, possibly planes, trains, and automobiles ruined for you. Don't watch this because uh, <laughs> it's a drastic departure from her normal role. But she's adorable in it, and um, she mentioned that she didn't know the type of movie it was. So the people in the background yeah. were clothed most of the time, but when she was in place and they called action, they disrobed, and she had no idea that they were naked behind her until she saw the film.
1: Because <laughs> they'd put the robes, she said, "Yeah, they'd put the robes back on after when he'd yell cut, yeah.
0: and he didn't. She didn't realize have that a they feeling were." I know. Can't there be an an aura about massive amounts of people nude, naked? Radar? Would you just feel it? Yeah. 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 Naked. Radar. You got yeah, to have. I don't know. We Nakedar. should not do this because then you end up saying something really dumb <laughs> <laughs> or regrettable. But so there's that's just a throwaway. Like there's no reason for that scene except for to allow Edie McClure to just be awesome. And have this fun little <laughs> little moment, which well, they turn down. Because, you know, she says a bunch of wicked whack shit. And,
1: yeah, we're into B&D and, and not S&M or something or other. And then she turns them down by saying, we're into Great Danes. And then she turns the waddles back over to her husband. Oh, honey, they're into doggies. In her sweet little high-pitched yeah voice that she has. Oh, <laughs> so funny.
0: And Lone Creep happens to be at this party. And this is my favorite of the of the murders, I think, because Lone Creep shows up and he, again, it borders on manic behavior. This is what? a man who is already at a swinger's orgy and loses his mind over Mary and yeah. must attack her. And, and but he violent. was in
1: the shower. Mary's in the bathroom. Yeah. And he was in the shower. With another and woman. And girl, but she looks dead.
0: Oh, she's when just he comes out, out of the
1: shower, but he was, I don't, I, I, whatever was going on in there was not good.
0: Oh, well, I, I don't know.
1: I, 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 until she got until she got up and came and talked to Mary, I thought she was dead, and he was doing it with a corpse in the shower or something. Um, <laughs> because she she was just comatose and <laughs> sitting on the floor in the shower, and he comes walking yeah. out.
0: It, it didn't occur to me that way, but you know, I was like, what initially was going like, on in the shower? he again obsessed with her attacking her so i'm like supernatural powers that's what it is and she stamps this guy <coughs> vampire and throws him out the window <laughs> i think that's just really funny because yeah. unceremoniously he dies and that's when she turns and talks to shower girl and the girl from the shower just and she just came out like i just figured she was just like stoned and passed out like hey what's up you know, <laughs> he, he was checking her hair follicles for mites or something, and he was head, like, lice, again, head lice. was big in the eighties. But our vampire—do people are people aren't attracted to vampires violently, though?
1: Well, when you, you say know, violently, like, yeah, they just—they are compelled. They're compelled through their hypnotic eye she, trance then to then have she sex. Wants
0: people to be aggressively wanting to rape her? No, it's just That's a weird it's, vampire it's a, skill. It's a
1: vampirism. The guy—it's in reverse. So uh, no. You know, like Bella Lugosi would hypnotize the girl it. and go bite her on the I, neck.
0: Yeah. Well, so hers- when you
1: have it in reverse, the guys are like, Oh, must have must have the girl, must have the girl. It's a
0: bum deal. And then, you know who, deal, you man. know who
1: we could have used in this movie? New York ate them.
0: Oh yeah. yeah it's Olga.
1: She could she could <laughs> nice, nice give Ryan a hand, Old everybody. Olga. He pulled that from episode three. <laughs> well,
0: this party I, I love because Lone Creep is killed, shoved out the window. Paul's getting drunk and you have this in the cinematography, I mean we, we you know don't talk about the technicals a lot, but and maybe we should more and you can let us know a little independent podcast at gmail.com. Um, but the cinematography in this movie is great. like as the camera's moving through, you know he's the, like there's just insanity happening behind him yeah and and it's just crazy, crazy, crazy and he's drinking and it's escalating, escalating. I just, I just really like that, and that shot was super cool, and it culminates with this party and all these swingers getting into the hot tub, and I love the the owner of the house and the guy at this party. It, it's got to be a weird thing because he, he's just like, yeah, everybody should be naked and fucking each other and everything. And he's on yeah, the host <laughs> with
1: the most, and got God about a bow, yeah.
0: And so they all get into the hot tub, and they're trying to s- figure out this body situation and get whatever money that he's got. And the host is all pissed. He's like. Get your get your clothes off and get in the hot tub. Yeah, and Paul goes over, and this is my favorite death in the movie. Actually,
1: yep, this is a popular YouTube video. This scene right here. Oh, is it really?
0: So he he t- what does he pick up? He picks up something electric. It's a he,
1: it looks like uh, maybe a bug zapper. Yeah, and, yeah, that's uh, it. Says swing on this and throws it into the hot tub, and then the way they all just fall over dead is so funny. Yeah.
0: Everybody dies in the hot tub like a, Simultaneously, like a bunch just of withered go, oh, flowers and fall over. <laughs> and then they call for a double decker car carrier. Yeah, because they realize that they've got a whole bunch of cars that they could be selling, which Ralu has been doing yeah, this whole apparently time. Apparently, in the '80s, there was no secretary of state. You didn't have to have a title no, or anything. Really easy. Just, yeah. And to hide your your uh, <laughs> little clandestine operation, you just put a little wig on and nobody knows it's you. Right. <laughs>
1: Just Susie Homemaker. And there and, you go, and they've got a good and deal, Daddy
0: Boy. But uh, Raul intervenes, and uh, you know what? What is it? You know why? Why can't he leave it alone? I, I gotta go with the vampire. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, to be honest, it's his, it's his undoing. It cannot he he cannot stop. Raul is undone. No no man can resist her. That is true in this movie but except Paul you know her husband. And, and there is infidelity <laughs> to deal with is, is it ever known to Paul what what she did yeah she tells him and he is in the end and he says i know yeah that's right he does yeah so and good for good for them i mean maybe if she gives him a couple of freebies you know later like hey listen i i you know bang that guy three times you go ahead you got three free ones
1: yeah i just Paul's not interested he he's, yeah. he's he's he loves a his lady. Philo- he's a philosophical loves
0: his lady Raul is uh is is dispatched and uh James comes by finally for dinner. Well, I like the way they film it because you don't know who was dispatched. Yeah.
1: She can't find the frying pan. All three of them go into the kitchen, you hear the conk on the head. Cut to Mary packing up all the stuff in the apartment like they're getting out of Dodge, mm-hmm. you know, to go get their restaurant. Yeah. And at this point for about 30 seconds, you don't know. Which side she went with? Did she kill Paul?
0: Yeah, oh, that's or a good did point. she kill
1: Raúl? That's a good point. So, I thought that was cool. You know, and it was just real short. And then, of course, hubby Paul comes walking through the door, and then you know who, whose side, whose team she's on. Did were you fooled by that? I didn't know for a minute. You're just like, well, the title kind of gives it away, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sure and does. James, James is knocking on the door. He's over for dinner. Yeah, he sure and is. And they don't have anything to. Uh, they forgot to go to the grocery store. They sure did. To
0: prep dinner. So at this so point, they have to use are what you like, is thank God, <laughs> some fucking cannibalism in this well, goddamn cannibal yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: it's a cannibal sex movie. I got the sex. Now, where's where's the cannibal? Right. And you're and you're finally, kind
0: to have hung in there and not texted me a bunch like, you motherfucker, this thing.
1: Yeah, I think just deep down, I remembered it from my uh, early- That's awesome. Early HBO days, and so they
0: do sell. They they do uh, serve food, uh, which they're all eating. All of them, which again was an interesting choice. Paul's eating Raul. Everybody is. Mary's eating Raul. In a clever. James is eating Raul. <laughs> kind of last line. And it, uh, did you note the last line?
1: I wrote them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the trade off there, the the three well, lines. Well, no, I mean he, you know, he well, says James French, comments. French, more Spanish. Mary says, no, Spanish, actually. Tender. Yes, it is. Paul says, it's amazing what you can do with a piece, cheap piece of meat. So Mary thinks he's tender, and Paul thinks he's a cheap
0: piece of meat. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So there's still a little animosity going on there. Uh-huh. And the very last line is spoken by James, I'll drink to that, which is a pretty good last line. Yeah. It's a pretty nice one. And then they show the beautiful
1: uh,
0: Paul and Mary country kitchen. That's right. And, and so do a they freeze did frame. Uh, in the credits, I think it's interesting. Special thanks to Joe Dante and John Landis. Uh, all, I think, uh, came up through the Roger Corman crew, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, years after the film became a cult favorite, a sequel was scripted in which a man blackmailed the Blands with knowledge of their killings. Chevy Chase was the person uh, who was going to be playing that role, uh, and Paul and Mary would reprise their roles from the original, but Bartel died before it could get started. Oh, It was to be that. called Bland Ambition. That would have been cool. Um, Paul Rubens which was originally approached to play the sex shop salesman, but turned it down, which is <laughs> interesting to me because that at the time would have been equally as shocking as John Paragon, that's actually the guy's name, uh, who actually played it? But yeah. ironically, later we know what happened with him. And uh, John Landis makes an uncredited cameo. He's the man who bumps into Mary at the bank.
1: So I I, I did write down a uh, a credit as well. Oh, so Raul stuntman. What do you think his name was? Rick Seaman. All right, was the stuntman. For Raul, it's in the credits, folks. I did not make that up. C-man? Seaman S E A M A N Rick Seaman. Seaman did the stunts for Raul.
0: <laughs> it's in the it credits. Seaman, it's not spelled like the, the other way, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're on radio, y'all. <laughs> um, so on IMDb there I, I that's where i typically go for reviews there weren't any one out of 10 <laughs> and there weren't any two out of 10 wow which is interesting yeah this twice in a row this I, has happened I, that's right yeah and wait for wait, wait. our last worry wait, worry. <laughs> for our last one wasn't it like 7 out of 10 was the the lowest i could find i, I was it was shockingly i think it was 7 it was shockingly single yeah so this isn't as, as impressive as that, but I found a 3 out of 10, and it's titled Eating Shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I saw this at the drive-in as a third movie of the night, and I had no idea you were going to do that drive-in thing. They time. show
1: the first one over again. I don't know. At least the drive-ins uh, I went to.
0: Maybe if I saw this at the drive-in as a third movie of the night, I'd be drunk enough or tired enough. Or happy I'd already seen a couple of movies for my $7.50, then I'd be pleasantly surprised by this atrocity. Might even be pleased to catch a glimpse of Booby. But watching it on TV decades later, I fail to see the appeal. I mean, this is about as funny as being put to the rack. Dark comedy? Ever notice when fans and critics try to convince you it's a dark comedy, but there are zero laughs? Zero. Still. I gave it three stars because it somehow has better production values than the usual drive in schlock and the aforementioned gratuitous boobies. I sometimes wonder where IMDB digs up these glowing reviews of movies that are decades past being relevant or groundbreaking or shocking, because they certainly aren't any good judged on their own merits. Probably the same blogger goofballs who make a mockery of the Rotten Tomato site with their overinflated ratings.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He needs to take a breath. Right. And here's the last one. It's a 10 out of 10. And it's titled a very, very, very funny movie. A little naughty, but all in fun. <laughs> this is a super film with laughs galore. Visit kink in a fab 50s decor and enter S&M the bland way. The film is beautifully cast, especially leads Mary Warnoff, Paul Bartell, Robert Bethen and Susan Sager. And you'll learn something too. Whether it's about bland burritos or doggies, or what not to take in the hot tub with you, (laughs) bug the uh, (laughs) zappers. (laughs) I just love that one. You know, I like something to learn. I like that he gave
1: Doris a lead uh, character.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, he went he went all the
1: way down the list to Doris, so that was pretty cool. He was impressed then by
0: her performance. You know, it's Beltran. She said Beth Ann, but Robert Beltran. But yeah, this uh, this was a weird, weird movie, and I I wasn't trying to make you uncomfortable in any way. I just didn't know no how no, you particularly I, I'd enjoy seen this before. This, it had just been decades. N-
1: insanity. It was. It was fun. It was even like I watched it twice, and it, I think it was it was even more fun the
0: second time of hearing yeah. it. It was. I gave it a couple it, it of chuckled runs. more. You know, he <laughs> catch Sometimes more. Sometimes when you know what. What's coming, it is funnier in a weird way. Yeah. So I agree with
1: that. It, well, it, gr- it's, it grows on you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was good
0: humor. And, you know, in our intro,
1: you do mention the word weird. Yeah. you gave this one a Finally. weird, you know, so you're living up to your own uh, connotations there.
0: I'm trying. Well, excellent, <laughs> sir.
1: Thank you, Ryan. This was a, a great pick and a lot of fun.
0: Um, definitely uh, two thumbs up. Yeah. Thanks. Two thumbs up. (laughs) Where? Oh. So, uh, Todd. Yes, Ryan. We'll always have Monte Doro. Doro.
1: Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You'll love it. It's just a little independent.
0: Love it. It's just
1: like independent. You'll love it. It's just a little independent. You're gonna love it. Just a little independent. Yeah. <laughs> we're, okay. we're 10. Yeah, we're two. Or yeah. two. We're like, they like, we know the, we don't love it. It's just a little independent. Like it's like I'm introducing a movie to, to you. You're about, like you're about to. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, so, yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah. As a little independent.